Amen. Won't you please be seated, friends? Grace to you and peace from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus, whose word we hear today in the, uh, the Apostle Matthew's good news. If, there's, if you have your Bible with you or want to use one of the Bibles uh, in front of you, please turn there to Matthew chapter 5. We'll start at verse, uh, verse 13, the gospel reading today. On the back side of your bulletin, there's also a place to take some notes if you'd like to do that, uh, do that this morning. Who hasn't seen this spinner before, right? If you've got kids or grandkids, you've probably played in the last decade or two a rousing game of life, right? Yeah. A rousing game of life where you know that spinner. Every move that you make on the board is determined by the spin of that wheel. And you know, when my family and I were playing life, you're, you're always hoping to get on that, that first uh, start out of the gate and as it determines the job you're going to have in life. And I think the highest paying job, I think, was the doctor or something like that. And, and, if, and if you had a, an income of the doctor, boy, you had a great head start in this game of life. I always got the journalist, the lowest paid job that there was. So I never won in the game of life with my family. It was my, it was my other family members. One of the things that, that's sad about this, this game is that um, you, you kind of learn to think early on as a kid that, that life is kind of a game of chance, right? Is it? Of course not. Our life is not a game of chance. Our life has purpose and meaning to it. Because God, the Lord on high, has established us by His saving grace in His kingdom as His children, as salt and light, giving us purpose and meaning. Now there's times, I know there's times, when life feels like, it seems like, God is sitting up there with some kind of eternal divine cosmic spinner and spinning for us. Why, Lord, did you let me land on this space? We might ask ourselves. But even in in those times, God has purpose and meaning behind his activity in our lives so that ultimately we might know his glory, share in his glory, and display his glory. Life has purpose. Life has meaning. And when you see a bumper sticker like this on a car, you know what, uh, they're, where they're going and what's important to them. What does this speak to? The beach, right? Yeah, the beach. And, and you, you, you kind of know that, well, that person has a, has a priority in life of spending time on vacation at the beach. Boy, I wish I could go with them, right? I wonder if they need child care. <laughs> I could go with them in that way, right? You think about that? But life is more than a, a bumper sticker and some kind of slogan, too. Our life in Jesus Christ is this. Kind of looks like salt life, but look more carefully. What does it say there? Salt light. Ah, hey, that's a bumper sticker I could use on my car. You too, right? Because aren't we called salt and light? Sure. Jesus speaks to us. In, um, in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13, he says, You are the salt of the earth. Purpose. Meaning to life as Jesus defines it. He goes on in verse 14, you are the light of the world. Purpose, meaning from God on high into our lives called as his disciples to follow him. There's lots of, of purposes that salt are, can be used for. In, um, 
in, in ancient days, salt was prim- their primary way of refrigeration, right? We know salt today to be a, a purifier. We've got uh, salt water machines in our, our homes, salt purifiers in our homes. In, in ancient days, too, it was also used to, um, to help heal, uh, purify a wound. They would pack a wound uh, with salt. What we're going to speak to today, particularly as Jesus uses this, is salt helps to uh, bring out the flavor of something. Some of you have heard those dreaded words from the doctor. I don't want you to put salt on any food. And the first thing you're thinking, food is going to be tasteless now without salt, right? Yeah. Who doesn't like a little salt on, on their popcorn needs salt, right? Can't have pop, popcorn without salt. It brings out the flavor. And boy, it enhances the enjoyment of that. Well, so it is with us. Jesus says, you're salt of the earth. You are called to bring out the flavor of the truth of the kingdom me in you. And light. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. The light, of the, a light in the house is meant to reveal and bring forth that which was in darkness now into light. And to help understand the, the, the elements of my surrounding. Jesus says, you are light to the world. For people to see me in you helps them understand who I am. God. Almighty, their Savior, their Lord, the one who gave his life for them as he gave for you. Now, this takes some explaining like we're doing today in the word of the Lord. Paul says, as he wrote to the church in Corinth, these things are are of the Spirit. And the Spirit helps us understand these truths as we're called salt and light. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, he says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his Spirit. And in that spirit, Paul says, you have the mind of Christ. So the church, the body of believers in Jesus Christ, we understand these things. Life has purpose and meaning as we're called into be salt and light of, uh, of Jesus Christ. And what that means for our daily life and living as salt and life. We're called to be influencers to the world. And there are a lot of influences in the world. Our influence is to be salt and light of Jesus to the world. But the influences that we have around us, that people have around them, they're they're great. They're powerful. They're of evil and darkness. And the people of the Old Testament, the Israelites, they knew that those influences were so great that now they were dealing with the loss of their place in the kingdom, the land. They lost their place in the, in the grace of God, and, and the Lord had sent his judgment upon them. This is what Isaiah, you heard um, Mike read just a few minutes ago, Isaiah said to the Israelites on behalf of the Lord, declare to my people their re- rebellion and to the house of Jacob their sins. They had lost their calling as salt and light, particularly light. That Yahweh had told them, you you are my light to the world, that the people would see me as a gracious, loving God. And and in that light that I've called you to be, that you're to to be that instrument of drawing people to me. Rebellion has, uh, and sins, what what Isaiah uses here, what the Spirit gives to us, has some very deep meaning 
for what it means then to lose what we've been given. Like Jesus said, if you, if you lose your saltiness, how is it going to be made salty again? It's not good for anything, but be trampled underfoot. And, and if you lose your light, how are you going to get that back? Rebellion, this word rebellion that the Spirit uses, means to deviate, to deviate from God's righteousness, His character. A character of God that has claimed you in His kingdom so that you might know the full flavor of His grace. And as you know that, when we deviate from that grace, we are rebellious, sinful human beings. Sin is that Hebrew word hatat, meaning a lack of obedience that actually causes offense. And to lose our saltiness for our light to be extinguished because of the influences that we allow in life is an offense to God. That's why we started off worship today. Father, I acknowledge my call as salt and light in your world. And I also acknowledge where I failed you. Forgive me. Renew to me a right spirit created me a clean heart let me live as as the child that you've claimed me to be i want to live as salt and light lord i need your renewing jesus would say matthew that if anyone uh sets aside one of the least of these commands these these purpose this purpose and meaning i've given you and teaches others accordingly they'll be called least in the kingdom of heaven this is jesus words to us his word of warning the word of our sinfulness that we struggle with. But there's also the other side that Jesus would not just leave us hanging there and without hope. But he says, whoever practices and teaches these commands, well, they will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Great. James and John argued about that, didn't they? Who would be greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Their mother even asked them, Lord, let my sons sit, one at your right and one at your left, in that idea of greatness. But there's only one. There's only one who can define greatness in the kingdom because he practiced and taught these things in the fulfillment of how the Lord gave them in righteousness by his character. That one is Jesus Christ, your Savior, mine, and and the Savior of the world. He is the influencer to change lives you know that me too and that's the the call of sight of salt and light the purpose and meaning of life and living that we've been given today paul would express that to the church in corinth i came to you to know nothing except jesus christ and him crucified why because that's where my forgiveness my hope my salvation my purpose and meaning My understanding of what it means to live as salt and light to the world is known in the death of Jesus Christ for forgiveness and his life of new hope and purpose each day. This is how we live. This is how we are called as salt and light to the world. To be that salt light, not just a bumper sticker on the back of a car, but the privilege of living it out with hearts, lives, renewed, In this good news that is ours again today. That very character of Jesus Christ that claims us in a new heart. A new spirit. That's Ezekiel, right? Isn't that the Bible verse we're memorizing this month? I'm going to put in you a new heart and a new spirit? Absolutely. Is the work of Jesus in you and me that we might be salt and light. An influencer in the world. Have you thought about that? 
You are an influencer in the world as salt and light. What does that look like for you and me? What would Jesus have us, how would Jesus have us live as salt and light? In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, we hear, What we have received is not the spirit of the world. Hmm. We have received the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. As salt, as this, um, this opportunity that we have to bring a flavor to the world, the very righteousness of Jesus to the world, he's given you an understanding of what that looks like as the Spirit is at work in you. Now let's take Isaiah as a clue. The people that, were, that Isaiah were, were addressing were saying, look, Lord, isn't our rel- religiosity enough? And they were defining it by their fasting. Isn't my fasting enough, Lord? Isn't my going to worship enough, Lord? Isn't my, you fill in the blank, enough? And, and God was saying, no. It's not about religion, religiosity. It's about a relationship that we have together. You're my salt and light to the world as I live in you. And the Lord was saying to the Israelites, what I want you to be as salt to the world, carrying my righteousness, my character, is to, is to give that message of freedom. Those who are oppressed, let them know of hope and life. Those who are living in the, the, under the yoke of their burden of sin and slavery, give them the good news. Exercise that as salt to bring out the flavor of my character in their life. So you be the first to offer apologies and forgive and reach out the hand of reconciliation. For isn't that what I've done for you, my people? So now you be that salt to the world also, so that lives would be changed in eternity. And light, we hear this from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. Sometimes we get to use our actions with those words too, Right? Again, let's take our clue from Isaiah in God's conversation, Yahweh's conversation with the Israelites. It's not just enough that I've, I'm calling you as, as salt to free those who are oppressed, to offer uh, the, uh, freedom from the yoke of slavery, of, of, of sin. But now I want, to, want you to put into practice, like light, and reveal my graciousness to them in who you are, putting my words into action. I want you to feed the naked, or feed the hungry, clothe the naked. I want you to care for those who are oppressed, those who need help, those to whom your paths cross every day that are crying out for, as Jesus would say, a cup of water. Those whom you might reach out in mercy to, like light, my light in their lives. This is our salt light, my friends. Not just a static bumper sticker on the back of someone's car. No, you are the living ambassadors of salt and light to the world. We are the people of God, salt and light of his mercy and justice, of his care and goodness, of his forgiveness and grace to the world. We are his salt and light.
Thank you, Father, for revealing to us in the call of our discipleship into your kingdom what that, what that discipleship is like. You define it by salt and, and light. And, and, and Lord, our life is not determined by some cosmic spin. It's not some game of life that we're, we're involved in. Our life has purpose and meaning defined in this way, uh, life in your kingdom. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving us purpose and meaning in, in, as salt and light. This is you. This is your work. This is your grace and goodness. And, and this is our privilege, Lord, to carry that message of hope and life, of salt and light to the world in who we are. Use us well. Lord, maybe be that kind of flavor that you, you desire in our living. May we be that light that reveals you in our living to the world. And, be, and you receive all the glory and praise, Lord. You are worthy alone. For Jesus, in his name and for his sake, we ask this. We long for it and we pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding, that keeps us in this calling, salt and life, be the joy for you in your life and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. And you know his power and his blessing as his spirit lives in you.